ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Passholder's Guide Podcast. I'm here to share tips, tricks, and secrets of the theme park capital of the world. I am your host, Adam, a Florida native, Central Florida local, and have been a seasonal or annual pass holder to every major theme park in the Central Florida area. Not to mention I used to work for one. Each show, I'll be here to entertain you and maybe even educate you on a particular topic, as well as go over up-to-date news and announcements at each park. Lastly, we'll have story time. Those will be cast member, team member, and ambassador stories. Throw in some interviews and other tidbits, and hopefully I can bring you one hell of a show. Please stand clear of the podcast. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Let's get down to business. Now, this episode of the Passholder's Guide podcast, oh, we wanted to focus on something a little bit more fun. Uh, first episode was a little more of uh, the history, what led us to, to our modern day theme parks. But now I want to talk about something that warms my heart, fills my belly. I want to talk about food. So... In my, my journeys of uh, years of going to the theme parks, I have eaten at a lot of places. And there's one person that has pretty much shared that journey with me. We have actually made trips out to the parks, staying on property just so we could spend the whole day eating and drinking. That is uh, my good friend, Stuart. He is uh, joining us here today. He is the honor of our very first guest here on the Passholder's Guide podcast. Say hello, Stuart. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure. So, uh, we got a, a bit of a list of questions here. I'm thinking more of a, of a best of. Um, trying to go around the parks, including anything here in the Central Florida area. Um, I know mostly I'm uh, a Disney and Universal guy. Um, just got Universal passes for quite, the first time in a, quite a long time. So, I've missed out on a lot of the dining options there. Um, I previously was a SeaWorld pass holder. And uh, those ran out. Unfortunately, that was during COVID. We didn't get to go as much as we'd like to. Uh, but we even enjoyed around here. Um, what's your uh, your experience with the, the parks around here? Uh, well, like you, pretty much uh, primarily Disney and Universal. Um, I have had uh, SeaWorld passes, Busch Garden passes, which you know are, are linked with SeaWorld. Um, but primarily just the big two. Gotcha. Alrighty, so let's get straight into it. I'm thinking, what would you say is the best quick serve place you've been to? Oh, um, now see, that would be that I'd be a bit conflicted on that one. Um, Disney on the Disney side, it would have to be 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 our guest. Um, being a big fan of the uh, Beauty and the Beast franchise. Uh, I found it to be probably one of the best, most immersive dining experiences ever. Uh, you're actually eating in Beast Castle, as well as the fact that the food is absolutely phenomenal. So you've got quick serve convenience. More for the lunchtime, yeah. Right. You've got quick serve convenience, but you've got the, the fine dining aspect of it as well. I didn't think um, of it that way. That's, that's a good answer. But so, I mean, as on the Disney side, that would have to be the best. Um, now the 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 gray stuff is delicious. Uh, you know, uh, spoiler alert: it is it is a bit of a cupcake. Um, but uh, so that that would be my my choice on the Disney side. On the Universal side, it would have to be the Leaky Cauldron, um, because having grown up in England, it's it's tough to find even reasonable facsimiles of true English food. And they must import it over there because they've got they've got true, authentic English. You can't say cuisine because it's all working class food in England, but it's true English food at the Leaky Cauldron. So uh, but between the two, I, I probably would go ahead and lean towards be our guest just because of the fact that it is convenient. But it is absolutely an elegant dining um, experience as well. Great. What about you? I was looking, I just had this experience, uh, the family and I, uh, of course with me, with the family, uh, we went to Islands of Adventure the other day and snuck right into Captain America's Diner, which is just a oh. classic, classic American fare. It was 
a you know theme park food but it, we got a burger and it was hot fresh and juicy where every other burger i've had at the other parks it seems like it's you know come off the assembly line it sat under a heat lamp for a little while i don't know if it was just you know it was the end of lunch so they you know were cleared out and slowing down or if maybe you know there's sensors less people during the the covid time frame but the food was just super fresh uh the onion rings tasted great they were you know well uh, nicely battered and it was a great experience for the entire family well i'll, I'll have to admit i've never been there i've uh, i'm a marvel guy at heart always have been but i've always been you know one for the rides and the comic shop and just the uh you know the experience i i mm-hmm. honestly have never eaten there i'll have to try it next time i go yeah it's it's great just to pop in you know we were doing burgers and there's a bacon cheeseburger well for me and the well you know you know the wife and you know she doesn't put cheese on anything but um my backup to that was the disney side because man i am a sucker for some casey's corner oh there you go oh some corn dog nuggets some uh, that's exactly what i was saying nacho cheese sauce oh (laughs) um come to find out it's actually closed right now uh just uh for crowd control Yes, I, that's what exactly what I was thinking, because it's a lot of the places on Main Street, you know, the places right. that are normally packed. Yeah the, yeah, the bigger draws are still closed. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Alrighty. So your quick serve kind of counted as a sit down, but what would you consider the best sit down? Oh, well, no, the, the Be Our Guest is a quick serve. If you, if you go to the uh, the Disney app and you uh, start uh, trying to get reservations or anything, it is counted as a quick serve. Hmm. Uh, at, okay, but sit dinner? down. Let's see. What's that? Even at dinner? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I it's it, it shows up as a quick serve. Gotcha. I always counted that as a as a, a sit down for for dinner time. I know lunch is. Uh, now, see, for me, a sit down is where you you know you actually go in, you sit down, you're handed a menu, and you and you order there. Yeah. That's that was. Um, it, it's been a while, a couple of years since I've done be our guest for dinner, but that's what okay. it's like. All right, so quick sir, uh, sit downs. Um, oh, that's that's actually easy. Um, in my many goings to Disney, there was always one restaurant I wanted to try, and being a devout foodie. I'm uh, always down to try anything new and exotic, and I could never find anybody who would go with me. So one trip, I was there by myself, and I decided I was just going to walk in and go. And I went to the Marrakesh restaurant in uh, Morocco at Epcot. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was one of the, uh, the most adventurous times I've ever had, because I love walking into a place where I'm not sure exactly what I want, but I want to put my myself in the hands of my server. Mm-hmm. So I told him I just, I want lamb. And I told him to just pick whatever lamb dish he felt that was best. And I told him to go ahead and pick a, a wine to pair with it. And uh, I was not disappointed at all. He came out with it. It was an amazingly fork tender lamb shank. And paired it with, an, uh, it was a red wine. It was an Amazir wine. It was the name of the wine. And I can't recall ever having been so happy just eating in my life. Everything paired so well. The spices, the wine, uh, the fattiness of the lamb, the atmosphere, everything. It just, it worked out so perfectly that, uh, well, I honestly, I tried to, I asked him how I could uh buy some of the uh, the wine and he said that they are the only place in florida that you can get it so i, I wound up spending way too much for a couple of bottles but i i brought some of that home uh so the uh, marrakesh restaurant in uh in morocco would have to be my my favorite sit down great that's that's the one up front on, on the water correct no no it's the one where you kind of go into the uh the castle the or yeah we we went to that one. Did you? Yeah, no, you, me, and uh, the wife. That's where. No, no, no. Uh, that's the quick serve. No, we did the sit down in the back. Did we? Yeah, that's where you found out uh, the the wife was pregnant because you wanted her to try the wine. 
And she's like, I, I can't. And we hadn't told anybody. <laughs> you were the first. Yeah, I had, I had completely forgotten say. about that. I, I apologize. Oh, no, it's good. It's just when you hit so many food places, it's hard to remember which ones you've done. Exactly. Alrighty. Now, what about you? My version of this it was our it was actually our anniversary or not anniversary um our honeymoon meal. This was our big place that we went to. Oh. And we went out. We stayed at uh stayed at the Grand Floridian for a couple uh-huh. days. We did the Disney cruise, but our big meal to celebrate was the yachtsman at the Yacht and Beach Club. Oh. Now this place, you walk in. And there's like a 10 by 10 room. It's a refrigerated room, but got glass walls so you can watch. There's a man in there just cutting steaks. That's his entire job. I believe they cut the steaks for the entire property. But that's that's his entire thing. It's just, you know, watch these huge hunks of meat turn into what you're about to have for dinner. And this was one of the greatest steaks I've had in my life. My, our, it was our really our first, you know, we were, you know, we're sensible people. You know, we didn't, we don't go out to the, the really nice places, but this was the, you know, you order your sides, you order your steak and, and oh, it's melting your mouth, but it was kind of pricey. Um, that was back in my cast member days and even using my uh, 50%, you know, cast coupons, the discounts they give out to all the cast members around Christmas time, it was still a pretty hefty meal, but man, I would go back in a heartbeat. What did it come out to? Uh, I think it was a glass of wine each, which was not discounted. Just the food was discounted. Okay. I think with tip, you're you're talking two hundred dollars. So that that's with all the all the food items being half off. Huh. Okay. Yeah. No, I was gonna yeah. say that isn't. I mean, that is pricey, but that's not too pricey. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's it really, pretty pricey. It really wasn't bad, but you know, we are but but. Humble folks. but yeah, you know, something to, to do on the regular, that would be insane. But as as a, uh, you know, special experience, absolutely it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. We've been married, we're coming up on, on well, we're a few years now, and we still go back to that's one of the greatest meals we've ever had. We're coming up to food and wine time. Universal currently has their Mardi Gras still going on. It's uh, end of April. We're actually going tomorrow to you know experience all of that. Um, I know SeaWorld is doing their Seven Seas Food Festival right now. Uh, I think they're coming coming winding down to a close. But what is the best festival food you've ever had? Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, food and wine. The Scotland, uh, I guess you'd call it a kiosk. Um, they're uh, lamb chops. Um, they, they came a couple lamb chops in the, one of those little paper cartons, and they were just so butter tender that you could just pick them up on by the bone and uh, just eat it, <laughs> eat it right off the bone like a savage. Mm-hmm. But they were incredibly tender. There was a uh, like a caramelization of fat on the outside. So there was a slight crispiness to it, but it was incredible. Oh, that, that just, yeah, it was melting your mouth. Just incredibly flavorful. Absolutely, hands down, no question, no thought involved. Those lamb chops. No, that was at the Scotland stand. Correct. Gotcha. Wait, no, sorry, was it, sorry, <laughs> no. Was it the floor? Australia, stand? Australia. That's where it was. Yes, um, that was actually on my number one on my list as well. But. Oh, yeah, it was it served on a, a bed of, uh, you know, crispy potatoes, a.k.a. crushed up Lay's chips. But <laughs> but that was the one thing, you, you know, we are seasoned festival people. We go, we share items. That way we can get more. Exactly. That, that's the one item. It's like, no, get your own because <laughs> you're not having any money. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was yeah that that one that one still haunts me every time I think about it. We we missed last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Did it, I mean, did it even happen last year? Nope. There you go. So, um, um, but so yeah, that- every every time every time it comes around food and wine season, that's all I keep thinking about is oh, those lamb chops. So we both can't have the same answer. Do you have a backup? Uh. Well, put me on the spot. 
Mm-hmm. So let's see. <laughs> I'll give I'll, I'll give you a moment to think because I'm going to take us back to the Brazil stand and get the fried pork belly. Or just a, a, a big old hunk. He got you know crispy pork skin. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know uh, you know fried and, and a little <laughs> a little fatty and <laughs> oh you get a, you get a couple of pieces on it. You know it's it it's amazing. But you know, I I will share with the wife. Yeah. Um, God, it's hard. It's hard thinking uh, because again, now it's, we're going on a couple of years since, since I've been to food and wine. Um, no, nope, I'm going to have to stick to the lamb chops. Well, it, it's coming up again over the summer there. It's going to be extra long this year. All right. So, um, cool. so fest- festival food, let's, let's skip down to what, what's your favorite Excuse me. Favorite festival drink. Ooh. Well, there's the one that was actually a festival drink, um, and this one actually was from Scotland. It was the Loch uh, Lomond, the Scotch whiskey. Mm, that the one the the one they age in the whiskey cask. Yeah, those those are the ones that we kept we kept going back for. Um, but one of my absolute favorite festival drink memories was when we went to Canada mm-hmm. and they had the uh, Le Fin de Mont and I saw that they had the crown maple on their menu and I asked for a Canadian boilermaker and everybody sat around asking me what that was. Mm-hmm. So well give me a Le Fin de Mont and give me a shot of crown maple. And everybody was enjoying them so much that all of the Canadian cast members were saying they were going to try it after they got off shift. Mm-hmm. So the 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 uh, Loch Lomond is my favorite actual festival drink, but my favorite festival drink memory is the Canadian Boilermaker. Oh yes, those that was good times. Oh man, that that was one of those times we stayed on property because we were not driving home after those. <laughs> well, every time, every time we went to food and wine, we stayed on property. Oh yes, <laughs> we let the Disney buses take us home. <laughs> All right, so mine. I, I didn't think of all the alcohol we've tried. I, w- I was going more of the Flower Garden Festival. The wife and I, we, we love the Violet Lemonade. Or that That's was not the Violet, the, the Lavender Lemonade. Yep, yep. It, it's it's crisp, it's cool. It's, it's got a bright purple hue to it. And it comes with an edible flower on top. <laughs> which, you know, was grown right there at Epcot in the living in the, with the land section. Right. And nobody would ever eat it except for me. No. Oh, righty. I skipped. Oh, I skipped one. Let's see. Uh, what is the best uh, best snack? Snack. Some kind of treat. That's a tough one. I'm not much of a snacker. Um. But I'd have to say, if if I just had to pick one, you know, a snack is something you can just grab at any time. I'd have to say the cinnamon roll at Gaston's. Oh, good answer. Good answer. Right. It's it's huge. It's got just the right amount of cinnamon, just the right amount of sweet. Um, hey, I mean, it, I've 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 been there at gate, uh, you know, at rope drop, mm-hmm. where everybody's racing for the rides, and <laughs> I race to Gaston's for. For a cinnamon roll, and then I have a cup of coffee, and I have my breakfast there. Um, but it's also good for, uh, again, just grabbing at any time. Mm-hmm. I've had a few of those myself. My snack. So it's yours. It's over at Hollywood Studios. It's the carrot cake cookie. Oh no! See, that's a dessert. I don't yeah. consider that a snack. That's a special dessert. I don't know, you know, you get to be a buy when you're my size, it's a, you know, everything like that's a snack. <laughs> Alrighty, well, okay, if that one doesn't count, we'll we'll save that one for dessert. I'm going the the caramel corn in Germany. I I am a sucker for the freshly made, you know, still hot caramel popcorn. Back in the is it uh, caramel corn or is it kettle corn? It's caramel corn. This is, is you it? know fresh made at the Werther shop there. 
and you just a little bag it's really not that expensive it's like five dollars for the small one which for theme park pricing is really well, good. exactly and it's it's you know not very sticky like caramel can be and it's delicious well, i'm gonna have to try that next time man i'm drooling right now <laughs> man already um do, 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 do. we did festival drinks what is, what would you say just your best regular drink oh no question hot butter beer hot butter beer that i just got turned on to that i i was it you who turned who first told me it was that? me who turned that on to you that is correct and uh, yeah, the 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 iced with the frozen butter beer used to be the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they came out with the hot, and they used to only avail uh, only make it available during the cold winter months. Um, and it, it, it kind of comes and goes. So that's when I first had it. Is I I, I remember it because I called you and went, "Thank you. This is <laughs> worth every every second of it." Exactly. Uh, it used to be, uh, when it first came out, it was available year-round, and then they made it to where it was just available in a couple of the uh, colder months, and it comes and goes. Uh, oh, it's, so it's, it's year-round. Is it year-round now? Good. Yep. Just went with uh, one of my other friends the other day. We just, uh, did breakfast at um, the Leaky Cauldron, and that oh, was yeah. my, my my beverage to go with it. And it started there you go. with a hot butter beer. Now... Hot is amazing, but there's just something about I I can't walk around ninety degrees and and drink a hot drink. I'm I'm a frozen butter beer guy. Uh, well, that, that's my uh, you know, see, I, that's where you and I will have to disagree. I don't care. I mean, I I'll drink iced coffee when it's hot, um, because again, like you, it's it's better to have the the colder drinks when it's hot. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to butter beer, there's just something about that hot butter beer that I don't care what temperature it is outside. I have to have the hot butter beer. No, it is it is top on my list, but my my go to year round is the frozen. <laughs> Can we both agree that the regular butter beer is not that good? It, no, no, we can't really agree on that. <gasps> it, it's just that the the hot butter beer and the frozen butter beer are so much better than the regular. That it makes the regular not look so good, but I cannot agree that it is not that good. Alrighty, I got. I can give that to you because my first whatever was was the frozen. Then I had the hot. Then I went. You know what? Let me try it. And then went for the regular butter beer. I, I think I did that in the wrong order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when when I first started going, it was right after Diagon Alley opened. Uh, well, that's the first time I experienced butter beer, and they didn't have the frozen or the the hot at the time. And so it, it scratched the itch. Then they came out with the frozen. Then they came out with the hot. Man. Oh, I'm, all the butter beers now. Have you tried all the butter beer options? The the ice cream, the fudge. I have tried the ice cream. Uh, I'm not as big a fan of the ice cream because, in my opinion, the flavors are too subtle. And butter beer is supposed to be quite bold, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Well, I recently found there's the soft serve butterbeer, and then there's the mm-hmm. cups of butterbeer ice cream. Right. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried both of them, and and they 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 don't do it for me. Gotcha. I haven't had the cup yet. Um, butterbeer butterbeer fudge. That was all right. That oh was, yeah. It was that honey jukes. Mm-hmm. And there's also the the potted cream at mm-hmm. the Leaky Cauldron. That one was I, I enjoyed that one thoroughly. To do that was actually that was uh when the wife and I we went for the first time that was my dessert there I'm like sure I'll try it and I do remember you, I do remember you texting me that now let's see we kind of touched on it with my carrot cake cookie but what is your favorite dessert uh, well the well the the carrot cake cookie sandwich is is my favorite dessert at. At, at anywhere in Disney, but I have to say my favorite dessert period is the strawberry peanut butter ice cream at uh, Florian Fortescue's in Diagon Alley. Um, sheerly for its uniqueness and how faithful it is to the, the books 
because uh, it, it, you know, it showed up in the in the books in um, Prisoner of Azkaban when Harry was spending a lot of time in uh, Diagon Alley uh, prior to uh, starting the new year at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. He and Hermione would have the strawberry uh, peanut butter ice cream at Florian Fortescue's. I, I missed that detail. You did you? Oh, I haven't read the books, and it, God, it's got to be in, oh, wow, it's, I'm aging myself probably two decades. <laughs> no, it seems like that. Oh, no, it, at least, it's been at least 15 years. So that's, that, that, that's my favorite. Every time, every time I go to Diagon Alley, that's, that's my go-to ice cream. We always have to go to Florian Fortescue's, and that's my go-to. Uh, even though the lavender earl gray ice cream is good and the sticky toffee pudding ice cream is good, I'm all, all about the uh, strawberry pe- uh, peanut butter because it's it's you know it's it's got its literary <laughs> literary accuracy. Nice. Now uh, the other flavors are still on the list for me to try, but yeah, that's that's one of the go tos there. No. Um, have you ever had? the dessert at Ohana's at the Polynesian. The Ohana uh, bread pudding. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> I left, I could have died that night and, and, and went to heaven a happy man after having that. Well, yeah, there's there's not a lot at Ohana's that isn't isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there are so many different bread puddings out there. And having grown up in England, that was like a go-to dessert for us. Um, so yeah, I can I can I can see where you're at. I can absolutely see where you're at. No, we went uh, went with a group of friends. They uh, actually all went without me once. I was uh, stuck on a overtime shift at Disney Springs, eating frozen corn dogs in a in the cast break room. <laughs> AKA a trailer. <laughs> and they're all telling me how amazing it is. So I'm like, no, we're going. This first time we first chance we can get a reservation, we went. And after that, like our other fr- you know, the friends we went with, the other couple, they knew how good it was. So they asked for their own. And that kind oh, of man. yeah, kind of left us with our own. And we had to go uh-huh. Oh, we had to sit downstairs for an hour afterwards because <laughs> it, it hurt to move. <laughs> I've never, I've never had a meal at Ohana's that wasn't just great. I mean, even their breakfast potatoes are 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 almost like a drug in and of themselves. I haven't I haven't been there for breakfast. That's um, is that normally a character dining for breakfast? But what we used to we used to take our uh, our little there for uh, for birthdays mm-hmm. um, until it was decided that uh, you know said little was too young or too big. Or for character breakfast anymore, um, but even even in being as low carb as I try to be, I was always <laughs> I was always about <laughs> give me the potatoes. <laughs> nope. Dude, actually, we're gonna get down to breakfast. Actually, no. You know what? Let's just go there. What's best What's breakfast that? on your best breakfast on on at anything in, in Central Florida? Uh, Leaky Cauldron. Um. We actually just discovered it this past year. Uh, I my my little is homeschooled, and every year uh, since we do our uh, our classroom is done up as a Hogwarts classroom. Mm-hmm. Just just trying to keep the education and the homeschool experience interesting and fun. We've done it up as Hogwarts, so of course September first is spent at Universal. We do uh, school supply shopping in Diagon Alley. We catch the Hogwarts Express into Hogsmeade, and we make a whole day of it. Um, this past year, on September 1st, we got there early enough. We discovered that uh, the Leaky Cauldron has breakfast, mm-hmm. and they have a traditional English breakfast there. They have eggs. They've got bangers, which are sausage, sausage links. Uh, black pudding, which is kind of a sausage made with blood, uh, which... Sh- which my my little wasn't willing to try, but all the more for me. <laughs> English bacon, which is kind of a cross between bacon and ham. It's a lot fattier than ham, but it has the uh, the consistency of the meat. And then baked beans, grilled tomatoes, and then breakfast uh, potatoes. 
Uh, and it, and having, again, having grown up in England, I knew the moment they put it in front of me, it was an, an authentic English breakfast, like you would get at any bed and breakfast. So hands down, yeah, it would have to be the leaky cauldron for breakfast. I saw that on the menu when I went the other day, and I'm like, man, that that just seems like so much for so heavy for breakfast that I went a little bit lighter and did like the traditional American breakfast, as you know, eggs, bacon, sausage. But it it's it's on the list. To, to get well, they don't they don't. It's not massive quantities. So it's still a doable amount to actually, you know, then hit the parks with. Gotcha. No, I know going during the Mardi Gras, you know, time frame, we had wanted to hit a lot of the food options, but it was, we're just too full. Breakfast was huge and, you know, washing it down with a hot butter beer didn't leave a lot of room. <laughs> I, think we hit, I think we hit the Brazil tent and that was about it. So what's your favorite breakfast? On property? It, it's I got a tie for two. One of them I, was an experience I had with you, but my best is Boma at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Their buffet not only gives you all the traditional, you know, Disney breakfast mm-hmm. foods, Mickey waffles and and eggs and bacon and all that, but you get some some African spiced fare to go along mm-hmm. with it, and just the amount. Well, it it is a buffet, so not not the amount, but the the variety of foods with the different flavors that they offered and on top of that the juice oh i forget what it is um but it's just people go there just for the juice and that was the one of the best experiences i've ever had oh what is i'm trying to think like normally you know everywhere gives you mickey waffles right this place gave you Mickey waffles and chocolate chip pancakes. You know, you had the scrambled, regular scrambled eggs, but then you had like a African spice. I think it was like a, a quiche. Yeah. And Oh, the options, the stuff you got to try. And it's like, you know, you take a little just to try it and you end up going back for more. Right. It, yeah. Uh, I've been to the Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, once for, I think it was a dinner. And it's, it's, it's the same thing is, is knowing that you're getting something, it, it, even if it's just an Americanized taste of something, there's not, there, there aren't many options. There aren't many uh, possibilities of getting an introduction to African cuisine. So I like the fact that they do introduce that at, uh, at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's true to where that the theming of that lodge comes from. You know, it, it fits it perfectly. But um, my bad. We, we, we ate it. I ate it uh, at uh, Boma with you and the wife once, didn't I? I think we've only been for breakfast. Were, were, were you with us for that? I, I, yes. think, I think I was because I've only been once. Actually, I believe that was just you and I who did that. That's right. She, well. uh, your wife was, uh, wasn't feeling well that morning. Yes, I remember. That was your. It wasn't that your anniversary weekend. Wasn't. <sighs> I have no idea. I know I brought her that, back a present, but that's just because I was trying to make her feel better. And I do remember I brought my little back a present uh, from uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge as well. So uh, yeah, I think <laughs> our experience was the same. So no, I had breakfast, not dinner. I, I apologize. No, I'm, I'm, me, I'm apologizing. I forgot that was you I went with. <laughs> we started the podcast going, yeah, we shared all this stuff together. And we've been to the same restaurants, forget we went with each other. So, well, that, I mean, that just shows how many times we've been to different things together. Mm-hmm. So, my backup on this, I wanted to mention, was also with you. Um, I've been there a couple times, but Whispering Canyon. Oh yeah, going going from one side of property to the other to the other lodge, um, yep, the Wilderness Lodge. That the experience there, the wait staff, they know to have fun, and that was right. That was after one of our days of food and wine, where uh, yep. we're all all a little dehydrated, and <laughs> this poor waitress, you know, kept having to bring me. They do mason mason jars. You know, refill after refill as I'm trying to rehydrate. She brings me a liter and a, and a half basin and goes, I'm not getting you another refill. 
and I simply went challenge accepted and tried to drink the entire thing. <laughs> now, I but, don't know if you remember, that was my last date. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to go there, but... I, I realized I realized after that date that I choose so poorly that I just needed to stop. <laughs> well, you know, if you recycled all the utensils, that'd be a whole other story. <laughs> well, somebody should write a letter. <laughs> we'll just, we'll, we'll start our own food festival and uh, we'll, we'll do reusable silverware. How about edible silverware? Will that mess with the food? <laughs> like, I'm thinking maybe wooden, you know, make it out like something like, you know, bamboo or something where... Well, they actually do uh, bamboo. Uh, um, I guess you can't call it silverware, uh, but uh, uh, dining-ware that is biodegradable, specifically so that it can be compostable. We should write a letter to Disney about that. <laughs> You know, I know uh, Bob Iger and uh, the new CEO are listening, so hey, you heard it here first. Oh, here, I thought you said you knew Bob Iger. I was like, wow, oh. dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's just one of my... Get me into Club 23 then, stat. Yeah, we gotta go to the other coast for that. that that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Alrighty, next question here kind of limits us just a little bit. Okay. Well, what, what's your best Mickey-shaped food? Mickey-shaped food. I started thinking about this, and there's more options than, than you know, most people are thinking, like, two. I'm like, no, there, there's a lot more out there. Uh, the Rice Krispies Treat at uh, Goofy's Cam Candy Company. Uh, the custom ones where you, you get to pick all your toppings? Yep. Nice. And there's there's something about the Rice Krispies treat that I don't know how it tastes different, but it tastes different. I don't know if they, they added some extra extracts or what. Uh, there's it's just something about their Rice Krispies treats. It's the magic. Yeah, it's the magic. A little extra pixie dust in there. <laughs> you? That's not where I thought you were going to go with it, Mom. When most people think Mickey-shaped food, I know the wife goes instantly for pretzels. Okay. And everybody, everybody else, the go-to is the Mickey, the Mickey bar. Where yeah, see that 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 to me is it's just not 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 to be uh, you know no pun intended, but it's just it's a little too vanilla for me. That's why they dip <laughs> it in chocolate. <laughs> uh, no, see, I I never was one for the Mickey bar. I'm I'm more if I'm going for Mickey shaped ice cream, it's got the. Uh, the ice cream sandwich. It's cookies and cream ice cream. Oh, yeah. But not where I was going with this. My Wow, and that, yeah, that's that that's absolutely uh that, that blows me away because uh cookies and cream right is is my actual absolute favorite ice cream flavor. Mm -hmm. So for me to have forgotten that, that tells you how much that you know how good that uh, Rice Krispies treat is. No, the little one likes the whisk, the uh, the Rice Krispie treats, but while she was busy eating that, my my go to here was the Mickey cake pop, where you know it, it's small, it's dipped in chocolate and covered in in in, in sparkles, but it's just something about it. You know, it's one of the best cake pops. It just hits you differently eating Mickey shaped food at the Magic Kingdom. You uh, know, I have to honestly admit. I've, I've never had one of their cake pops. They're good. But next trip. Hey. Oh, maybe next trip to get, I don't know. I don't have Disney passes right now. I'm more of a universal, I'm on a universal cake right now. Me, me too. So we left off with best breakfast. Okay. Uh, nope. We did just best Mickey food. Mickey shape. Yep. Yes. So, um, do, 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 do. Not much left. Um, what's your dream restaurant? Oh, well, <laughs> before tonight, that would have been uh, Chef de France in Epcot. Mm. That's that's been one of those places I've always wanted to be, uh, or well, always wanted to try. Um, having been to France 
And uh, I mean, I love I love you know, cuisines from anywhere in the world. I wanted to try it to see just how amazing and authentic it was. However, <laughs> after tonight, I have to change that answer. Oh, now I want to try the Otsman. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it was the first place I've ever seen them. They literally chop the top off a clove of garlic and roast it. And you got, you know, they give you a little serving knife and you just spread a, mm-hmm. clove, a little clove, a bulb, you know, or they, they cut an entire bulb, but you take a little clove and just spread it on, the, on the, you know, the fresh warm bread there. And oh, yeah. that, that blew our mind. Yo, I do that all the time. That's how I make mashed potatoes. I roast a, I roast a head of a whole head of garlic, and then I put the cloves into the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to copy that now. <laughs> no, so Ian, you may want to get to uh, enjoy the France Pavilion while you can, because the Remy's Ratatouille uh, adventure oh, no. is coming on uh, the birthday. October 1st, uh, you know, Epcot's 38th or 38th, 39th, 39th, I think. And then, uh, you know, in celebration of the Magic Kingdom 50th. So that whole pavilion is going to be slammed after that. Oh, okay. I thought you're, I thought you were telling me that they were going to totally water down France to make it match the movie. They may bring in, or they may change one of the restaurants in there to, uh, Oh, why can't I think of his name? Um, the fat chef there. Oh, um, <laughs> go, go. Thank you. That was going <laughs> to drive me crazy. But uh, yeah, they well, may change one of the restaurants there to to help the theming. But I, I'm okay with changing one restaurant. Uh, but like when they changed all of Sweden just to Arendelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had me concerned for the, well, not for nothing, but the, the authenticity and the, the uh, oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm drawing a complete blank here. <laughs> but, and, you know, just, just how authentic and real the countries were, because that's what Epcot... Well, it wasn't what Walt's vision was, but what the the ultimate Epcot experience was, was about authentic culinary cuisines and experiences. And when they turned Sweden into Arendelle, that, that kind of set the tone. So now I'm, now I'm concerned about all the other pavilions. Mm-hmm. I can see that. You know, the Frozen Ride is nice, but bring back Maelstrom. Yeah. I'm all about. The However, the the animatronics and the uh, the the Frozen ride are absolutely hands down the best animatronics mm-hmm. anywhere. Absolutely phenomenal. And they used um, a lot of that same tech in the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Runaway Railroad, where it's the like projection mapping on mm-hmm. you know on uh, the face. So, yep. so yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's great. Um, I'm ready. Uh, dream restaurant for me is I want to be fancy. I want to go to Victoria and Albert's at the Grand Floridian. The, oh yeah, yeah. You sit at the chef's table, and the chef, you know, hands you the you know the personalized menu. You know, signs it afterwards, where you get the you know the the multi course meal. Where I just want to be fancy like that. I feel like I want to wear a bow tie and dress up and. And just have that experience to be like, yep, I've been there. I've done that. Well, you're going to have to save that experience for when I can be there, too. Done. <laughs> I'll go anywhere you want. But um, that was about the end of my list, um, except for some honorable, honorable mentions. Some, some, okay. What are some things you can think of that you just like, you know, when you think food, that's like, I can't, I can't believe we didn't mention that. Wow. I'll give you an example. We talked ice cream at, at you know, a lot of the, you know, the Harry Potter ice creams. Mm-hmm. The, the green tea ice cream at the Japan uh, Pavilion. Okay. It's at, it's yep. at their, their quick serve there. 
I didn't think I was going to like it, but man, is it good. Uh, we can't forget about the funnel cakes at Magic. So, yeah, the funnel cakes at Magic Kingdom? Um, Sleepy, Hollow, yeah, the, Sleepy Hollow, right? Um, well, just to the left of the Cinderella's Castle as you're heading towards the front gate. Yes. In um, Adventureland. Correct? I thought it was the, uh, the American, uh, American Pavilion. Is it? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. The wife uh, loves those. Yeah, it, and that's actually the last time I had a funnel cake was with your wife. We need to change all this. <laughs> I don't even remember when that was, so we just need to, you know, make new memories. <laughs> I agree. It's been way too long. Mm-hmm. Now, what about yeah. a lot of our eating adventures have been at Epcot. What about the Cronut? The Cronut. Oh, and let's not forget about the beignets. Yeah. It's at uh, oh, Porter Run. That's what it is. You know, I wasn't a big fan of those. No? I don't know. Every time I've been there, like, they, they're, they're kind of hard and crusty. Or, you know, just maybe they were just overdone. Well, the only time I, I, I've, I've been there uh, is when uh, we all stayed there uh, for food and wine. Mm-hmm. And I got there. They were coming right out of the fryer, and they were good. I don't know. Maybe it's I had other ones uh, on a trip to St. Augustine, not St. Augustine, um, Savannah. Okay. They were, they were like you know a pillow. Well, That's yeah, you I, have to have them fresh out of the out of the fryer, or mm-hmm. they or they are going to get stale quickly. I I just think we need to reach you know try them again. That's the, the, the best thing. I'm going to have to try them some more. There you go. <laughs> Alrighty. My last honorable mention I could think of was the white pizza at Via Napoli. Oh, yeah. You know who I went there with? Uh, it was you, me. It was, it was you again. Your wife? Yep. But we've gone there in the middle of a food festival for that pizza. You know, we're the greatest people, you know, the smartest, brightest people, you know, you know, uh, foods from all around, extra foods from all around the world. And we go to Via Napoli for the same thing we could always get. Because it's worth it. It is. God, I haven't had that in forever. <laughs> oh. Anything else you can think of? I'm like, I feel like I, we left SeaWorld completely out of this, but. Well, SeaWorld, SeaWorld. <sighs> Not, not to sound, well, I mean, not to come off snobbish, but SeaWorld just has regular fare. Yeah, that's hamburgers, hot dogs, you know, things you can get anywhere. So I can't, you know, I I can't find anything exceptional. Okay, I had one unique thing at a it, what was that? A SeaWorld. This is not SeaWorld Orlando. This was SeaWorld San Antonio, which. Is great for the theme park it is or where it's at, but it is nothing compared to what we have. You, right. know, you know, you take for granted what we have around here, like, you know, with all the parks competing for, you know, all the attention, the theming that goes into everything. There is zero theming at zero that just went, yep, we're going to put up a roller coaster. Here it is. <laughs> you know, no real story to it, but I got a cup of corn at SeaWorld San Antonio. A cup of corn? A cup of corn. Like street corn? Like Mexican street corn? No. Off the cob. (laughs) And, you know, they have a little (laughs) condiment bar that you can choose. You know, you can put butter or one of the options was mayonnaise. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe Mayonnaise is, 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 you know, along the lines of Mexican street corn. And being in Texas, they have a, a huge, you know, Hispanic population there. And I was with my in-laws, which are, are Mexican. So, you know, they thought nothing strange of it. I just went, right. what the heck is going on? <laughs> but it was good. They, told, they taught me how to doctor it up, and, and I ate yep. a cup of corn. Well, so, you know, I, I guess I would have to keep going back to Casey's Corner with the corn dog nugget. Because, I mean, that's... Oh. that's I don't know what it is about a corn dog, but 
there's just something about those little corn dog nuggets that are worth going back for. Uh, you know, as as big a foodie as I am, as as much as I I dislike fast food, I love those corn dog nuggets. Oh, you get some not you know the fresh nacho cheese to dip them in, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. let's see other shout outs. I need to I I gotta the big thing. Back when it was, I know the years, 2014 was when I finally realized, you know, oh, Disney's not just for little kids and started, that was our, our first year of the past before I became a cast member. Uh-huh. Every trip we went, we got the the caramel apples. The okay. Dipped in caramel, the dipped in chocolate, and then decorated. And gotcha. that, that was the go-to, you know, cover it in M&Ms, cover it in, in sprinkles and and that was, we tried them all, decorated like Minnie, Mickey, Goofy. And that was almost That's my top for Mickey-shaped foods. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a popcorn fan, but uh, in the years I was going the most, I was buying a lot of popcorn because I love the unique popcorn buckets they had. <laughs> I got a shelf in my closet full of popcorn buckets. Oh yeah, we may need to talk. You may you may have some I don't have. Um, I got a, I've got a Tie Fighter. I do and, not have the Tie Fighter. Ooh, I got the Tie Fighter. Mine. Uh, this was, I think, the end of Star Wars weekends when the, they oh. stopped doing those. Um, yeah, the last then, time we went to Star Wars weekends, uh, it was actually we never realized it at the time. It was the last Star Wars weekends. That's when I got mm-hmm. the 3D print of myself as a Tie Fighter pilot. Perfect. I need something like that. That'd be great advertising. I can use them on the Facebook page. If only they did that more. I go get yeah. myself an avatar, Animal King. No, I don't know. We'll figure. <laughs> something out. Um, I've also got the Han Solo in Carbonite. Pop. I've got the Han in Carbonite. I've got the Adat. I've got the uh, Darth Vader helmet. At at. <sighs> Were you alive when Empire came out? Oh, oh no! Okay. <laughs> they were adats. <laughs> oh, no, they pronounce atst. Atst. If if it's, <laughs> if it's out there, then you better call it an atst. <laughs> You're an atst. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Alrighty, I think that's anything else you can think of. Um, well, you know, we got to got a shout out to um, yeah, a kind of a rest in peace and in memoriam is Hagrid's rock cakes at Honey Jukes. That was before my Universal time. I'm not aware. I don't know, even know what those are. Please explain. They they were um, well, they weren't rock cakes as in. You know what what they're supposed to be. Rock cakes were uh, they they have a crumbly, crackly top, so it kind of has a crunchiness to it. They were they were softer than that, but they were like kind of like a muffin top, more or less, just a little bit more dense. Um, but every time I went to Honey Jukes, I had to get uh, uh, Hagrid's rock cakes, and they wound up discontinuing them, I guess, because people. People weren't buying them. Have you had the cauldron cake yet? I have. Oh, those are good. And that well, that that one's almost a little too cloying. It's almost too sweet. Yeah, it's a mountain of frosting. Yeah. But rock cake sounds good. They made they should do some throwbacks. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it was it was one of the things we went every time we went, we went and got Hagrid's rock cakes. And I was brokenhearted when they discontinued them. No, I know. Yeah, that was, it had to have been some time. I, the wife and I went for New Year's. We did an open to close New Year's Eve at Universal. Okay. God, we got there 730 in the morning. It was one of the coldest mornings Florida had. And we were all bundled up. And we went to midnight. Wow. And my feet were killing me. It took us an 
you know, being in the parks at midnight, it took us an hour to get back to the car mm-hmm. and an hour to fight traffic leaving mm-hmm. the parking garage. Yeah. That had, that had been 2012 going into 2013. And then I didn't go back to Universal until uh, it was uh, fall last year. Yeah, it's, it's been three or four years ago they discontinued the, the rock cakes. And they were only at Honey Jukes. Like last time I'd gone to Universal, they still had Dueling Dragons. Wow, so, that's been a minute. Yeah, it took me forever. <laughs> like, like, I'd seen Hogsmeade, never, I had no idea anything about D- D- Diagon Alley. Oh, man. Yeah, see, Diagon Alley still is hands down my favorite theme park attraction because it's the most immersive. Mm-hmm. There's only one spot in Diagon Alley where you can get an indicator of any other part of the theme park. And that's, you have to go up the stairs by uh, um, Sirius's motorcycle to get mm-hmm. any indication of anywhere else. I've sat on those stairs. That's where we normally go to eat the ice cream. That's exactly where you go to eat the ice cream. (laughs) And one of my favorite things to do is in the hotter months, I'll grab a Harry Potter book. I'll dress up in my Slytherin gear and I will get my reading light and I'll sit in Nocturne Alley reading a Harry Potter book all day long. Ah, Nocturne Alley is where I go to just get away from everybody. Well, let's see. It's cold. It's dark. Mm-hmm. It's air conditioned. There's not a lot of people in there. And the people that go in there are usually taking a lot of pictures of the very pale, bald guy in slithering out in a slithering gear reading Harry <laughs> Potter and Dr. Nally. Oh, you are such a slither. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you didn't have a nose, you could be Voldemort. Hey, he had a nose in some of the movies. all righty well Stuart, i thank you so much uh for joining me in all these experiences that we've had together and i I thank you for being our very first guest here on the pass holders guide podcast Um, thanks for asking it's been it's been a it's been a pleasure it's been fun i really hope we can uh team up and do this again there's you have taught me a lot about the especially architecture around maybe we'll do an entire episode on architecture around the parks oh let's try to get you back on but anytime uh, so uh no if there's any questions anybody might have for Stuart or myself with uh the experiences we had or things we we might need to try please reach out to us on our facebook page the pass holders guide podcast uh instagram is giving us a bit of a fight right now so uh let's stick to facebook we'll get the instagram back up as soon as i can and start sharing but that is your spot uh for you know we share tips tricks news everything all the current events i can find i'm posting it there so feel free to ask us any questions and uh thank you so much for being on here This episode's tips, tricks, or secrets has to do with parking. For the love of God, take a picture of your parking spot. Find your row number, find your section, send it to everybody in your party, send it to a friend, or send it to your friend who works in parking, just to annoy them and be like, hey, guess where I am? But nothing is worse after walking 10 miles in the around the parks than playing hide-and-seek with your car. So... Take that picture, keep it in your phone. Hopefully your phone doesn't die. But if all else fails, go ahead and play Marco Polo with your car alarm, and hopefully you can find it that way. Here is your news for the end of April, early May 2021. SeaWorld has announced they are doing free entry for members of the Armed Forces. Uh, That is taking place now through June 27th, that is this summer. Uh, The only catch is you must register by May 16th, I believe is the day, for you and up to three of your dependents. That is uh, taking place at three of their parks, that is here in Orlando, San Antonio, and in San Diego. 
news from Universal, the Jaw Shark is back. It was uh, gone for refurbishment. I found that out the hard way. I wanted to show my daughter and turn the corner. Boom! It's not there. But he has returned and uh, there for all your photo ops. Uh, also at Universal, the If I Ran the Zoo area and Camp Jurassic are now open. Uh, those were currently shut down due to, I would guess, lack of staffing uh, and uh, being hard to uh, keep clean and sanitary with all the kids running around. But Universal has found a way. They are back open. Uh, the pass holder testing for the Velocicoaster was secretly announced and quickly filled. Uh, Universal is doing that end of April, first couple days of May, so you'll actually get to see people on that coaster soon. Uh, it's all in preparations for the June 10th opening. As Disneyland gets ready to open up, a few things are reopening here at Disney World. Uh, the first thing is the People Mover is back moving now since the first time since it shut down for the pandemic. Um, the resorts are also opening back up. They are opening at the end of May, early June. And in preparation for that, Disney is giving cast members a free night stay. I have a feeling this is to uh, get their staff back up to uh, up to speed and the training, the new cleaning policies, and just a, uh, you know, running of the resort so they'll be ready for the public after practicing with the uh, rest of the cast um, with resorts opening back up the cancellation policy is going back to normal the book with confidence policy would let you change your reservations with no fear of getting penalized now with more resorts opening the policy is going back to normal where starting at 30 days out you may face some small penalties um, a, I think it's a week out is uh, some more stiff penalties and day of you are subject to full cost of your resort stay. Uh, the monorail platform at the Polynesian is starting to take shape. Uh, that resort is due to open back up in June and they're hoping to get that monorail station finished so they can have the complete resort loop open once again. Uh, Cirque du Soleil is also expected to open up, uh, not in June, but uh, hopefully this fall. Um, that show was starting to debut right as the parks were closing. Uh, there were a few people who got to see it, but for the most part, there was fear that it was never coming back since Cirque du Soleil had announced bankruptcy. So we're hoping that all those performers are able to stay and come back and we get a nice long-running show. Uh, Lanuba was here for uh, almost the better part of two decades. I'm excited to be able to get back out to Disney Springs and to uh, view that show once as well as everything else. So, uh, For more news, please join us on our Facebook page. That is the Pass Holders Guide Podcast. Uh, we'll try to keep you up to date with every source I can find about all of everything going on in the Central Florida area. Story time. Alrighty, last episode we went a little dark. Uh, if you missed the story time, go back to episode number one. Uh, but this time we're going to make it a little a little feel good. So if you can't tell, the safety spiel from the last episode was of the Disney buses. And there's a lot of talk about being in a load zone. So as you can tell, I used to be a bus driver. So there is one particular route I would call the best route on property. That's heading to Pop Century. The soundtrack is incredibly long. I believe it's over two hours and full of just different music from every different genre, all different times. And sometimes the guests get into it. So one night, taking a, a full bus full of people back to Pop Century, and a little country kicks on. You got some Garth Brooks, some uh, friends in low places, and next thing I know, middle of the night, all these tired people, and a little hum of uh, everyone singing, I got friends in low places, and they sang every word of that all the way back to their resort, so a little feel-good moment, one of, the, one of the good stories I like to share about my time with uh, the mouse, but 
Uh, we're still looking for other people to share their stories. So if you know somebody, have them get in contact with me. The Facebook page, uh, Passholders Guide Podcast, is a great way to do that. And we will try to get more stories out there from all cast members, team members, and ambassadors. That's everything for this episode of the Passholders Guide podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope I've left you with some tips, tricks, or secrets to make your park experience better. In the meantime, join us on Facebook or Instagram at the Passholders Guide podcast, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for alerts on the latest episodes. Until I see you again, have a safe time at the parks.